Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Derek. All right, Derek, uh, I am so excited because uh, we have been tweeting again. <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, I say we, I really mean you. Uh, Derek has been tweeting. So if you're on Twitter, check us out at uh, Retro Time Pod. And, uh, you know, talk to talk to Derek, not me, because I won't be on it. But you can talk to Derek, and we're going to try to make a point of uh, <laughs> getting back on Twitter. We took a little break for a while, but we're back. So if you're on Twitter, check us out on Twitter, like, and uh, retweet, and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Tell yeah, us at Retro Time Pod on Twitter. <laughs> at Hit Retro Time Pod yeah. on Twitter. And also don't forget, uh, if you're listening, check us out on RetroTimePodcast.com. Get some stickers. Like, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a five-star review, and Mr. Derek will write you a song. It's true. I got the guitar right here, and now that we're <laughs> he's ready. thinking about, look at he's this. He's ready. I got it right here. He's I'm ready. ready to go. I'll put it right in the <laughs> all, camera. You can see it all. All we need, all we need is someone to leave a five-star review. It'll happen. <laughs> so go time. do it. Somebody out there, please, right. for the love of God, leave a goddamn five-star review. <laughs> so Derek, I'm really excited about our guest today. We are going to talk to a non-Safi uh, he's a mentor and coach, and I'm pretty excited about this because, um, as you know, mentoring is something very near and dear to my heart. I mentor with ADP List. For all you designers out there, if you're on ADP List, check it out. You can find mentors from nearly every country across the across the entire world, all awesome companies, huge companies, small companies. Uh, ADP List is awesome. I also mentor with Black Valley, who uh, whose goal is to uh, increase uh, an awareness of black talent um, throughout the world as well. So they're, they're awesome. And so I do this, uh, quite a bit. And this is something very near and dear to my heart, Derek. We're going to talk about mentoring today. Love it. Are you excited? I'm Couldn't excited too. Excited. So I want to introduce Anand. So Anand, welcome to the show. Uh, Anand is a senior engineering leader at Mark, uh, 43. It's a public safety SaaS company. Uh, over the past decade, he has progressed from starting as an aspiring engineer to becoming an engineering leader. Uh, he's also a startup advisor, volunteer board member, an established mentor outside of his role. Uh, he loves reading about engineering, culture, team dynamics, new advancements in tech. And uh, I'm super stoked to welcome Anon to the show. Welcome, Anon. It's good to have you, man. Thank you so much for the warm introduction, Jeremy and Derek. Uh, yeah, this is probably what a bucket list of, of podcasting, if I may, just this episode, just talking to you both. Just so uh, really, really excited. Yeah. And this makes it special. And uh, uh, yeah, really, really happy to chat with you today. Now, when you say bucket list, do you mean being on a podcast or being on our podcast specifically? Your podcast have definitely 20-plus oh, right. podcast appearances. Uh, and they each have their own themes and everything, but I think this is, is probably the the most fun one, actually, just in terms of the whole vibe and, and, and a different spin on a topic. Uh, so love, love how we are structuring this. Yeah, you're right. Derek. Jeremy. Look, day, see, we'll here's the thing. Super famous. I've had a bucket list my whole life, all right? <laughs> I wanted to go to space. Uh -huh. I wanted to go deep, deep, deep into the ocean. Nothing in between. Deep in the ocean. Okay? Way high, way I low. I never okay. thought in a million years that I would be on someone else's bucket list. What a dream come true What a treat. Me. What Jeremy, a treat. What a day. You're making us blush. Anon, you can't yeah, see. I mean, well, actually, you could see. You could see, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put a lot of makeup on before the show, so you're not going to see Right, and, and, and you'll we'll see, see this blush. was not forced on me. This is all just uh, with our pre-readers, just me telling that this is truly one of that, that things, yeah. That's cool, true. Man. And full disclosure, uh, we're not paying Anand anything to be on the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Anand, real quick, you know, I think a lot of people out there are somewhat familiar with the idea of mentoring, but um, I think it's a little bit more structured than just you know finding somebody and talking to them every once in a while. Why don't you explain to us a little bit when when you think about mentoring? What, what does mentoring mean to you? What does that relationship actually look like? Yeah. So I think 
I, I would probably bake into the definition to start with what mentoring means and then maybe translate into how that differs from coaching actually. But I think mm -hmm. what mentoring means to me is just uh, fostering a relationship that over time becomes mutually beneficial. Uh, the mentors mm -hmm. do get a lot out of the mentoring sessions. Few people realize that. Uh, coaching yeah. can definitely be more expertise oriented and you are just uh, a little bit preaching in terms of the things that you have trained upon or gained expertise in. Mentoring can be adaptable and definitely a lot more beneficial both ways actually. The other thing that I really think is like just mentoring gives you a more uh, kind of targeted development plan on focus areas actually, right? Because coaching on the other hand could be focused on uh, kind of an assessment and then formal recommendations. You're working with like a life mm -hmm. coach or things like actionable goals actually, but mentoring could mm -hmm. be almost less formal uh, when you yeah. need it in form of a buddy system that I have hundred thoughts going through my mind, help me categorize and frame it better and help me pick the top three or the top one that I should focus on, right? So it is more mm -hmm. informal than coaching. And that is why mentoring is, is definitely special that it, it is really natural to start at any level, any form actually. And with the wonderful platforms and supports that we have that like have uh, out there now, it's really easy to also have a continual ongoing relationship rather than one-offs actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. You, you mentioned something I think is, I've, I've found that out almost immediately was that it really is like a mutually beneficial thing. And mm. I, I've, I've talked about this a lot. I think Derek and I have mentioned this several times, but when you are helping somebody learn something or teaching somebody something, it helps to reinforce a lot of the things that you know or you know gives you a little bit more confidence and makes you better but also i think i've learned quite a bit just the other way around where new ideas things i hadn't thought of before um you know different different things different ways of looking at things different ways of approaching problems that i probably would have never even considered had i not you know been mentoring somebody i i think that's huge i think a lot of people don't don't even realize that yeah absolutely i think mentoring does uh... I'm not trying to say mentoring is just haphazard without structure, but coaching demands a lot more framework and you are within those boundaries of like, this is the kind of a formal mechanism. Mentoring mm -hmm. is where I learn or have benefited the most is how many times I've got proven wrong, where just an idea worked in the past for me, uh, did not work for my mentee when we kind of brainstormed or, or tried to apply it because the constraints or the context differ so much. There is not one recipe of success. And having that cha challenge uh, to you kind of as a mentor every day to do critical thinking and think outside the box is just uh, lovely, I think. Mm, I love that. Yeah. You know, I'm curious, um, Anand, what do you think is the relationship between pair programming and mentoring? Because when you talk about it being mutually beneficial, that's the first thing that jumped to my head. Uh, I think that's wonderful that you asked that because uh, if someone asked me, how did you get started with mentoring? This is five, seven years back when there is not so much content or a platform out there was probably through my peer relationships, right? Peer programming sessions or probably being a mentee in my one-on-ones with my manager back then. So when, when kind of I think of uh, mentoring, the initial definition that I had was simply trying to help someone meet their goal or task actually uh, mm. in the sense. And that probably didn't feel mutually beneficial back then. It simply felt as a senior engineer or somebody who knows that particular 
area of the code, maybe I can help someone be closer to what they're trying to accomplish or do some knowledge share or as, as teams put it, have a buddy system in place, right? After a certain point in time, I get to realize now when I think back is it probably was mentorship in the sense where I was trying to work with them in terms of reaching a common goal, trying to get them closer to the solution, but I was not trying to solve it for them. It does not happen in pair programming where the person who is trying to pair program or kind of uh, give someone the knowledge gets frustrated 10 minutes in and, and takes the keyboard and says, yeah, you know what, no. you watch me do it and then this is how I'm gonna do it, right? There's a lot of patience uh, and mentorship required in the sense, um, in, in that regard. Over time, I also realized that uh, the way I am trying to do a pairing session can be drastically different from one engineer to the other. Someone probably appreciates a little bit more time while they structure, try out a couple of solutions. Someone appreciates at least the first indicator or kind of a runbook approach, and then they can build upon that actually. So the one size does not fit all learning also was beneficial, right? I might have picked up probably a net new coding style actually, but then probably I was not aware, but I, what I learned is the body language dynamics and also rationale on why they would prefer one solution to the other. So it, it kind of taught me to be more open-minded, be more transparent mm. in terms of my delivery and also be more patient in terms of these sessions because I also probably started in the same space a couple of years back where they are starting. That's a very good point. So in that case, what, what would be like the difference between, from your perspective, from mentor versus coaching? So I think coaching is still... Probably if, if you consider, a, say, a parallel of a team, right, where you have your uh, immediate kind of supervisor or manager and then kind of your executive leadership in the sense, like coaching loosely feels executive in my mind to some extent, just, just mm -hmm. because there's a rigorous training and certification process, it's difficult to call someone a coach in the sense, and then they bring a high level of targeted expertise, right? Uh, currently offering mentorship, you could say I offer mentorship in probably engineering, like, but engineering could mean 50 things. I probably only mentor in five uh, kind of areas, maybe somewhere around full stack development and data science and all that. I probably don't mentor in electrical engineering, but loosely right. as a mentor, you get away with those things, right? But coaching, they say, I'm a life coach. I am a leadership coach. They have to have the targeted expertise, which definitely sets some kind of industry credibility at, at a higher level. So that feels a little bit more formal in my mind. And then mm -hmm. coaching over sessions leads to an assessment, evaluation, and recommendation practice from what I see, right? The coach will kind of assess you, yeah. understand the parameters, kind of evaluate, and then put out some tailored solutions, work with you in terms of those solutions actually, right? But mentoring could be a little bit more greenfield, right? You are trying to simply right. gain trust, focus areas, or just kind of let, you know what, let's try one or two things and let's revisit in three months. And you might change the goal actually in the time. And it's perfectly fine with mentorship that I've had with mentees that what we have realized that what they were thinking is a problem turned out to be a symptom. And three months later, we realized the problem is actually something totally different. That might happen in coaching, but I'm sure there is more formal jargon, if I may, around those things. But mentoring is just, uh, we are in this together, we'll figure it out and we can reevaluate those kind of things. Uh, and uh, that probably 
kind of is, I've seen a lot more mentorship at an individual contributor role in engineering. I don't see like a software engineer one or two getting a life coach or just a formal coach. They'll say, I'm looking for a mentor who can guide me to the next career level or who can help me understand mm -hmm. a particular technology or a focus area in the sense. Yeah. To me, like mentoring is very much organic. Yeah. You know, it's like, where does this relationship go? You know, we're, we're talking, you might, it could be like, I need help talking about arrays or I need help talking about this or I need help. I'm stuck on a problem. I'm not sure where, you know, and I, I never, when I'm doing mentoring with design, I, I never really tell people how to do it. I'm like, well, have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about trying this? Have you thought of it this way? Whereas I guess from my perspective, coach might be a little more structured, like, we want to try to do it this way. This is the official way. Yeah, this is it's, the, it's more really about sure. never really been a coach. coaching is about the method and approach you take for a given idea. But uh, the mentoring aspect is simply floating out ideas. It's not blurting like you just don't say random five things in a mentoring session and get done. It's, it's definitely more kind of relevant because you have gained that expertise over time as well. But it's trying to uh, help a person think the same problem a different way because if they're probably too uh, down a rabbit hole too much, actually. So, uh, yeah, definitely, mm. I think uh, that that helps in that regard. Mentoring, um, I always approached it very uh, loosely, as you guys are talking about. But it always, I, you have to always check to make sure they're, you know, people are not doing the simple stuff, are doing the simple stuff first. So I always ask first, have you tried tickling? <laughs> and they'd always say no. I'm like, all right, but I'm just Try saying tickling. it might yeah. work. You got to take never know a little finesse. You got to yeah. you got to take it. <laughs> so I'm just saying that, you know, there's not a silver bullet, but, you know, so Anand, you, you talked a little bit about um, the differences between coaching and mentoring. Um, I'm curious when you have a mentoring mentoring situation and it's not necessarily going how you want it to go, whether, you know, the person's not listening or, you know, not taking your advice. How do you kind of work through troubling mentoring situations? Uh, yeah, I will probably try to give a high level answer, but that will mean I'm just dismissing by being too philosophical. So I'll put a real story <laughs> that happened to me just uh, probably last month on, on this situation as well. So, uh, or probably let me start with the story and that will kind of bring to bring home the summary that I'm trying to give. So the story was, yes, I started mentoring someone uh, who's, who's currently in a professional role kind of as an engineer, but also is trying to uh, startup company in their free time. So he's, he's owning the app development and all of those kind of just things that you would do as a founding engineer come uh, a founder as well, actually. And we were trying to figure out where should his focus be uh, because he's doing this on weekends. And I probably reached a point where my standard recipe for success to a new founder was I was trying to give him the same kind of indicators, like have you thought about hiring somebody, a marketing intern, or have you thought about having somebody bring in a pitch deck or just you coming up with your first pitch deck? Because I think you should not only continue building the application, but also seeing if there's market demand. And we continued to go down the rabbit hole for a couple of sessions. And then the third session, he did pause me and says like, I appreciate all of this, but really, really, I know people always think this is a monetary seed funding round angle to it. All I want to do is continue doing this for the next 18 to 24 months in my free time, development wise and feature and user adoption wise. And then I want to go to the seed round actually, uh, which again, I, the first thing I did is like, I thanked him so much because uh, 
that is important for me to know, right? Uh, the mentee out of respect will continue to listen to ideas or work with you on ideas and will try to probably do justice to the ideas in the mentoring session to show progress. But is that the progress that they have in their mind? It's his baby, it's his company, right? right? So um, this should be taken with a grain of salt. And I appreciate when people bring in a real perspective and try to align that actually. Uh, so the underlying thing that how do you kind of go through trouble some mentoring situations is as a mentor, you should always be vulnerable in terms of being open and receptive to feedback. It's a two-way street, actually, right? Yeah. I did not spend the session trying to push him on why my idea was the sole idea he should focus on. We worked a sensible middle ground because he saw the point I was trying to make. What I was trying to tell him at that point is, it's not I want you to just focus on pitch tech or seed money. I want to make sure you are market aligned. I don't want you to kind of think that you will be in a shell in 24 hours, just kind of, sorry, for 24 months trying to build new features and come up with a perfect app. And then when you are ready to go to the market, the market has moved on actually. I said, just keep a pulse on it in some sense. That is what I was trying to put him out there, not him trying to change his course. And that alignment takes time, right? The first session, they'll probably give introductions, get some alignment. The second, third session, there will be some knowledge share, ideation. They will, out of respect, kind of work with you, listen to you, try to make some progress. But then probably by fourth or fifth session, they'll try to see if does this kind of relate on what I wanted to get out of this in the first place. And if you have a mentee that is okay to speak up, first, you should kind of empower them to speak up. If they do, mm. please, please make sure that you are considering that uh, from a holistic standpoint and being vulnerable as a mentor to overcome the situation rather than impose actually. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, one of the things I'm curious about is the, kind of, you spoke to a little bit a second ago, but the ideal dynamic between a mentor and a mentee. Um, you mentioned, you know, making sure they speak up or you kind of keeping quiet. What, what's like from your perspective, the, the right mix or how, to, how ideal dynamic? What do you think? Yeah, uh, I, I think one thing that I've always been cautious of is I get a lot of high level resources in terms of mentoring handbooks and best practices. But what I don't do is I don't try to uh, kind of uh, take upon myself a lot of other mentorship styles. So I don't rigorously follow a particular mentor because uh, mm -hmm. I know that their particular style plus the mix of mentees always is going to pose a unique personal situations, right? So I don't want to end up imitating something that I'm not going to be able to sustain. And the way that I have now kind of reached my own style with most mentees, right? Uh, for some, it could take two sessions, for some, it could take five, depending on how introvert they are or, or how hard they have a time trying to put or articulate their, their problems or ideas actually in, in sentences, because it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult, right? I still struggle when I were to talk uh, something related to my growth with my manager, even today, like whatever that most senior role you are in, it's difficult. Even CEOs have that problem and they have to go to boards actually. So that is that is mm -hmm. the human the human nature. The way I do it is I, I am upfront that the first couple of sessions, I joke that they're gonna feel like an integration because I'm trying to unwrap the layers. It will be Q&A based where I'm trying to simply get information out of you because I need to understand what is the full picture, right? What you seem as a problem is this, your mindset or your thought, or is this a general practice you're seeing across other people in the team or the role that you want to get to? Is that a dream role that you're 
trying to tailor together three roles and coming up with one? Or do you see a real job rec- job posting or a person actually doing that role? So I need mm-hmm. to get clarity and alignment to able to kind of work with them in the sense. So the first couple of rounds are really where I kind of am in the simply more question-based uh, format, actually. Uh, and then it is trying to practice the art of listening in those sessions as well, right? I will ask the question, but I'm not asking the question because I want to hear their answer and give my own answer. Here, I'm simply asking the question because I want to hear whatever raw unstructured answer they have because I want to practice. Uh, the. Okay. There's a difference between hearing and listening. I want to listen what they have to say. I'm not simply hearing and then with three monitors is I'm trying to say, I'm done asking the question, the time is ticking anyways, and I'm going to slack or reply to quickly that email that came through while they come up with answer. And then I'll pick up, oh yeah, so I think what you're trying to say is this, this, and this, and then move on to the next thing, right? So I want to listen so that they get value out of that. And that is kind of what most sessions are actually in the sense uh, which I found the most value up until now. I love that. Yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, that's actually a really interesting approach because when you, when you think about a group like ADP list, where it's sort of one-off mentoring sessions Mm -hmm. where somebody just, you know, out of the blue finds you and sends you a note and you meet for 45 minutes. um, I've found it to be somewhat difficult to do exactly what you're saying is like, how do I give you the right answer? Right. When I don't really know the context and I'm just yeah. asking me to review your portfolio, like, well, you know, how I would review your portfolio would depend yeah. on who you want to review your portfolio. Right. Are you trying to are you trying to get a job doing UX researcher? Are you trying to get a job as a visual designer? That Certainly the what's in your portfolio and how it's presented would change based on that. You know, um, so those kinds of things. It's it's interesting that you mentioned that that the first couple of sessions, you're, you're really asking a lot of questions and getting to know them. Um I, I was going to ask you what you if you preferred that one off versus the long term. It sounds yeah. like I, I think I, I should add to my answer. I have just started mentoring with ADP list six weeks ago. I have had 11, oh, really? oh, 11 yeah. mentees already. And those are one off cool. sessions. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, what works for me on other mentee relationship doesn't apply to ADP list because mm. the wonderful global impact they want to have, it can be a lot of targeted one off sessions. So what I'm trying to do in those sessions is trying to spend five to 10 minutes of introduction, setting the tone, casual wipe, because many, many mentees are people even in their final year internship back in India in in bachelors. And they are just Mm -hmm. grateful. They call me, sir. And I I tell them like, please don't do that. Actually, (laughs) that is not the kind of dynamic you're thinking in this session. And by the end, like they will be super casual. They'll leave and they feel like 30 minutes was transformative. But all I did is I, was being myself and I want to make Uh sure that they are being themselves, right? They're trying to just come up with something or they will often say, this is a resume link. Can you review and give me feedback? But all I say is let's chat, let's the hometown, your favorite food, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I'll try to use the same technique in a shorter form, right? That what I said in two sessions, I'll do that in 10, 15 minutes. And then I will try to form an offline asynchronous recurring relationship with them. I will tell them Mm -hmm. that okay, why don't you email me these things? I will review and then we'll talk then. And then we can set up a session. So currently I'm trying to still use the session time 80% to do the kind of Q&A part and get information. And then the task-based action or or action item or outcome, I'm trying to move it to asynchronous like chat or email. 
where I can review, where idea, I'm yeah. not sharing the screen and taking their resume line by line apart. Nitpick, nitpick, change this, reworded active passive. Like that's not a working resume review session uh, in the sense. I am doing those things offline actually to the extent possible. Uh, that's a fa that's actually interesting because I you know one of the things I always say is you know when I when I were done is like yeah let's follow up again if you want to you know another session I, I have found one this guy Jason that we've had several sessions uh you know we he schedules one every few weeks and that's been one of the more fruitful relationships actually been pretty nice just getting a chance to chat with him every once in a while on an ongoing basis you know um but it's kind of one of those things where like I I felt a lot of people with like whiteboard challenges or yeah. things like that and I'm like. I want to know, like, what happened? Did you get the job? Did the interview right. go well? You know, and I want to get that feedback, mostly because I want to know if I'm doing a good job and I'm telling them the right thing. Because I don't want to tell the next person something wrong. If yeah. you know, um, but yeah, that's that's all. That's actually a good idea. Following up, making making a point to, hey, let's reach out with your email. Let's chat. Yeah, which I um, also I get a sense when I look at their profiles. Like I I try to recommend them that may. Maybe not with me, with any mentor that you find the right fit, make it at least a three to six month kind of thing. When I see a, yeah. um, a mentee on the side has, uh, I, because you get to see the mentors on ADP list, I'll say 15 mentors. And I'm like, I think you're simply trying to go from one person to the other. I'm not sure if there's, <laughs> especially when you have conflicting information, it's going to confuse you the heck more actually in terms of what really you're going to do out of that. So rather stick with one or two people, and then work kind of your way if you really need a change in that sense after a couple of months. Yeah. So um, that, that's actually, I like that because that's what uh, the Black Valley, the group that I, the other group that I mentor with, they, they have a, a different approach where they do a, a match one-to-one -one mentor. They do eight weeks. You do one, one maybe two one-hour sessions every week, and you're, you're, the goal is to have some project. Like we'll help them do a case study for their portfolio or maybe help them build a portfolio or maybe help them with their resume and interview tips and things like that. And, um, you know, I really like the ADP list. I've been able to meet just tons of people yeah. from all over the world. It's pretty cool. Um, but I like the, the sort of targeted relationship that you build with the, you know, the few, the fewer mentors I've had or mentees mm -hmm. I've had with the group like Black Valley. But, uh, you know, either way, I think both can be very fruitful and, and not to say one is better than the other. Um, but I think it might be just easier to do those longer ones where you just yeah. have that time over and over and over again every week, you know. You know, I had a question about um, you guys are talking about the process, the the different types of mentorship you can do. Mm -hmm. The content of the mem the mentor mentee relationship. Do you guys ever find that the person kind of has a sense of what they need to do? They mm -hmm. just need to say it out loud and talk through it. And you're just kind of sitting there listening to them talk as if they could have just turned to a rubber duck and done the same thing. <laughs> um, I'm just curious yeah, if that's curious, ever, that's ever happened to you. I have, an, I have a thought, but I'd love to hear your thought. Yeah, I think that that is the case in, at, at, at probably many times. It works both ways, right? First, uh, if you get a sense, like when, when a mentee is doing a lot of talking, where in the same statement, and, and I have this uh, not like, trade or bad habit, but I do that when my manager highlights that in performance reviews, like Anand, you give the problem and then I think you end your, your statement by also giving three solutions as well, actually. Then what are you trying <laughs> to do? Like, are you just trying to use me as a bouncing wall to like just bounce your ideas and validation where I'll say, I think uh, our team has this problem, uh, but hey, if we could do the, this or probably that, I think we'll be good. And then uh, all they do is like a thumbs up emoji and then like, okay, is there anything for me that you want actually in the sense? And that happens with mentees, right? Where the mentee at times will probably just uh, 
try to relay the problem, but also give suggestive solutions. And, I, and what I make sense out of that is they're looking for some industry validation somewhere, someone who has been through that journey or problem to simply kind of tell them that I think you're in the right direction. That does make sense because anything new, trying a new idea or requires carrying out time either from your personal life or making more time in your professional day kind of in the sense so they want to make sure that before they take that step or before they put the time effort or if at all there's some monetary angle to that at times in some training or resource they probably want to bounce off their idea through someone actually that is kind of one category of folks where definitely then I simply need to play the validation role actually, but it's not, I'm trying to play validation by giving pat on their back. Like, look, you have everything figured out actually. I probably want to still listen and tell them that I think you're trying to look at four YouTube videos and a book in the same week. I'll say probably try one versus the other, or personally I have found book to be more valuable over time because that builds your foundational knowledge. And then you can always reference the videos for more practical things. So all I can do is offer what worked for me for them to take into consideration rather than just say, just because you have a solution or answer in mind, it looks all good. Just go try that out actually. I want to just caution them against what were my failures um, or what kind of especially did not work for me when I had those same ideas or I was at that crossroads. Yeah, I, th I think it definitely depends on on the person. I mean, some people, they are able to do it themselves. Some people can think through it themselves. Some people have no clue. It all depends on like their level of experience. I think, you know, like some people certainly, I think like some people will go to get find mentor sessions that are just starting out in their career and are very young and, and just starting out. Some people are well advanced in their career and are looking to make a shift one way or another, either from one type of specification to another within the same field. And so they might have, they might approach different solutions, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, Derek, that's a good question. I think a lot of times it just, it depends on the person. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I've experienced that quite a bit myself and, um, you know, not a formal mentorship role, but I think we, I think we tend to mentor without knowing it a lot of the time. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, now that everything's virtual, we can't really include tickling into the process. <laughs> but gotta, we see, that's your opportunity, Derek. Yeah. What you got to do is figure out some the, virtual the, way to tickle. I'm already working you need a on it. Tickle. I don't want to. Don't want to. Don't want to <laughs> spoil it for anybody listening. And uh, you know, anybody take Patent my pending. idea. Yeah, <laughs> patent yeah. pending. Uh, all right. Keep well, I'll, I'll describe. Time. Maybe I'll talk about retro it time virtual tickle patent pending. Yeah, it'll be a whole. Uh, it'll be a whole episode about it. But yeah, I mean, when when we're on a call. And someone we are working with has uh, trouble delivering an idea. I, you know, I don't think it's necessary ne to have your boss tell you, you need to mentor this person. Mm -hmm. uh, just watch out for your friends. Watch out for the people on your team. Give them tips. Let them ask them if they want help with something. You know, I think that uh, internally, and, 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 on a, and maybe you could speak to this a little bit, um, how you can kind of find people in your daily life that maybe need a little mentoring or maybe you could benefit from some, you know? Yeah, one 100%. I think that's kind of, it relates to culture, right? People often confuse culture with uh, snacks in the office or added five added benefits oh, yeah. or those kind of things. Actually, those are perks, uh, but culture is kind of uh, the core DNA, like that is the values that 
their company lives by. And that could be kind of empathy and looking out for each other, right? That is just celebrating success, but also owning failures as a team, right? In the sense. So if one of your, and, and we see that, right? If someone from my team is giving a presentation actually to a shared group or the company, just being there in support goes a long way. Not don't mm-hmm. need to interrupt or say, yeah, this person is right. We did do that. Just uh, we get messages in the team like, thanks for, for, for being there, actually. This was my first presentation with the wider group, actually. And that get, goes a long way, just to your point, Derek, and you know, looking out for folks. And that just gives so much emotional and morale boost to someone that half of the kind of problem that they were facing just goes away in the sense, especially in these remote situations where you are not there in person hallway conversations or to talk over coffee or do the uh, kind of the occasional kind of uh, coffee run or lunch walk and then just talk about these things because you cannot, because there's so much work or meetings anyways that you do not set up a 20 minute casual let's chat meeting with someone. So the way you have to show support is through the, already set up channels of communication and collaboration that are there. It's a very good, very good insight. All right. So we've talked a lot about like when it goes well. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious about is what do we do when it's not working out? So like I, I have a couple questions around this. Um, but how do we know when it's not working, first of all? Um, and then how, maybe like how can we tell if we found the wrong mentor or mentee? Um, yeah, and, and we just know this isn't working? I don't know. I'm curious. You ever had yeah. any like experiences like bad experiences like in I don't know what, what did you do yeah I've, I've not had bad in terms of conflict of opinions because there probably won't be a mentor-mentee relationship in that place if the mentee is trying to be a mentor most of the session as well actually mm-hmm. where you you don't want to have a mentee-mentor relationship where you're trying to suggest an idea and they counter your idea by taking it apart piece by piece and saying well this is why it does not work so let me put you a question right that that's great but if that becomes the general working dynamic it can get tense uh, in the sense right because the goal as a mentor because you have other mentees is i want to get some outcome, not tangible always, but outcome in the sense like a trend line outcome, right? At least you are tracking towards something positive in the sense. Uh, it's not that that's going to be like you'll be meeting your goal overnight, but if you're running around in circles and trying to counter each other's opinions or ideas, actually, then that becomes troublesome, right? Ideas are not meant to be the after a certain point, they're meant to be validated or invalidated by trying to find mm-hmm. the lightest way possible to put them in motion, actually. So that is kind of one sort of relationship uh, uh, working dynamic. The other is where it's simply a mismatch in terms of the expertise, right? Engineering is the classic example. It's such a broad thing. People could come to me in terms of, and I have a mentee who said, I'm in the data science space, actually. And I want to get to this kind of research scientist phase. It is very engineering oriented. They are in an engineering company. The teams are structured well, but I probably do not have that much insight personally or not having spent time directly on what a data science career ladder looks like versus what I know for a fact, what a software engineering career ladder more or less might look like actually. And it's important as a mentor to have that realization that it's okay to let go. You would rather yeah. fail fast <laughs> than make it work because it is very human, right? I would say like, wow, I feel I'm a mentor. I'm celebrated and I cannot make this work. And I am what I'm trying to do is come up with 
hundred random ideas or trying to apply things that I've learned in other disciplines and try to just see, right? I don't want to use my mentee. Maybe a session or an idea is okay, but I don't want to use them as an experimentation forum or board, right? That's not what it's meant for. Mm-hmm. It's somebody's real life goal or time and effort at stake. So you should, pro- the mentee might not realize it, right? Because they're out of respect, they're trying to just wait in terms of what the mentor is trying to say. Like they will probably think this is something super expert or magical, which I'm having a hard time figuring out actually. But as a mentor, you know in your heart, right? Where they're trying to piece something together to just make it work versus you have at least a strong intuition or past experience in the field. So it's okay to say, and people do say that I have ADP lists, right? It's primarily design-based. I often get people who are designers saying that I want to make a promotion, right? And one of my tags in there is growth mindset and promotion, right? I can give them some general indication, but I cannot apply that in a design context. I know that that it would be very different organization and process from an engineering one actually. And I, I happily kind of uh, refer them to other folks that I see probably could help them with that. I do take the time. I don't ghost them by not responding, but at the same time, I'm not also giving them false hopes and but trying to find what is right for them, which might not be me, which is totally, totally fine. It's not you. It's me. Um, I'm not the right mentor for you. (laughs) But I think that's important to know that, though. Um, That's interesting that you mentioned that because I I haven't really had that issue. I haven't run into that. But I I could easily see in the design field somebody coming for me research, asking for UX research, for instance. And I don't know. I'm not a UX researcher. I know enough to probably be dangerous. Um, But, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to mentor anybody specifically in that. Um, And uh, knowing that sooner rather than later, not getting too invested in each other and then suddenly, you know, you're like, well, you wasted the last, you know, I don't know, six months of your life <laughs> talking to me. Um, that's actually something that shows a lot of emotional intelligence. I think a lot of people uh, hopefully would have if they're at that level of of mentoring. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. I like that idea. Uh, you know, I, I'm curious in this case, um, if you're a mentee, mm-hmm. how do you know if you found the wrong mentor? So what are maybe some warning signs to look for? To know that other than tickling, mentors, yeah, other than tickling. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> and the gym shorts, wearing right. gym shorts to yeah. your mentoring session. Uh, I, I would say, uh, probably mentees at this point who are listening to the show or will listen in the future should be aware of what mentors might review as best practices. And if you see that they are way too far from those best practices, then probably that is red flags. And I'm gonna start mm-hmm. by giving examples, right? One is where. I'm taking notes, by the way, just so I'm not doing any of these. The first one is where your mentor does not seem to kind of make a personal commitment or genuinely care in the sense. And that is kind of what we have talked mm. uh, in our conversation, right? Being distracted, trying to multitask, actually. Trying yeah. to give- You see their eyes moving around, yeah. clicking on stuff, typing while trying you're trying to Trying to give generic phones. answers yeah. by not giving concrete examples, right? People will kind of answer or, or mentees will experience. I have had that in the past world when I- a lot hard to articulate my problem and all I get from a mentor or a manager in the past is uh, yeah that's tough uh, I think uh, what you suggested there is good focus on that and let's see in in one month how that progresses that's it but I probably mm-hmm. was looking for something something more concrete 
maybe if not the idea itself, then at least teach me how to measure it, right? I want to make it actionable or how to measurable or something that I can reflect on or when do I know as a mentee that whether this is going right or not. So teach me kind of what you know on how to have that strong intuition over time that whether this will work or that not work. So a lot can be done in the sense rather than generic answers. So that is one that a mentor is not genuinely caring for your growth and development and trying to be too generic. The other is ground rules, right? Where the mentor is because it's mentoring informal, we have said it's not coaching, you probably are also doing volunteering. Uh, if it's a recurring relationship, are they uh, canceling on you or rescheduling mm -hmm. or just trying to slack off, right? Like if they had a conflict, are they the are, are they using you as your first meeting to cancel in their calendars actually? Like right before mm -hmm. a session, right? You were really looking to that monthly session and right before a session says, something came up at work, need to deliver this kind of thing. I, I've done that in the past, right? But that's kind of one, I don't make it a habit. Yeah. I've had to right. do that. It's 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 human, things will come up. Mentees has to do the same, but see if that's not a pattern over time. Like you probably are not certain when your next session is going to be, or if you're not certain that if it's scheduled, it's actually going to be at that time, actually. That is important, actually. And then the last thing I would say is, push your mentors to give you clear tasks or goals actually, uh, because the best thing for a mentor is to have a mentee who figures out everything on their own. And all they did is have a presence in the call or the conversation or the room actually, but you should equally try to push your mentors to kind of be more accountable as much as you are trying to be accountable to them actually. And kind of those those kind of patterns, if you see that they're too far from your current relationship, might be good to reevaluate. And, and the most easy way is to have a couple of mentoring sessions with someone else and seeing if you are able to compare, not the styles, but the discipline and the approaches is kind of what I'm alluding to. Interesting stuff. So what you're telling me is, don't approach a mentee the same way I approach my wife when she tells me a story about her sister <laughs> who just got a new nails done and got the hair done. And then all I say is, yeah, that sucks. And right. then she's like, it, nothing about that sucked. I was like, I know. It, it was great. That's right. what I mean. It's great. It, it, um, exactly, and then she looks yeah. at me and then we have a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. You have a that's nod and know. that's great. And then you probably, if, if you ask me five minutes later, what color nails will, I wouldn't be able to answer. So right. Exactly. <laughs> pink. They pick, pink. A, they pick a color right in the middle. Magenta. <laughs> um, um, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all I got. I just, yeah, I just um, wanted to tie it all together for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, uh, you know, I, I think you just mentioned this last bit about holding your mentor accountable, but what are some other tips maybe for mentees to be a good mentee, to get the most out of these sessions? What do you think is, uh, is maybe some things you've experienced that you think work really well? Yeah, uh, I, I think mentees should first practice to gain internal clarity, actually, because a mentor is not going to change something outright for you because in the end, you will be the one who will be putting in the efforts. They will probably try to get you there, but you will probably end up doing the effort but uh, that begins when you have some level of clarity or indication, right? We talked about the mentee persona that has things figured out actually, but the mentee persona who probably does not even kind of know their exact problem statement, as I said, right? It's either a symptom or they are 
trying to tackle five problems at once, actually. I want to change fields. And in that field, I want to make sure that I'm given a higher title with more compensation than my current role. If you're changing fields, then your expectations probably should start at a ground level. Don't expect that you are a senior software engineer will mean that you will also become a senior data scientist, right? This is a mm -hmm. different move in the sense. So expectation setting and coming to reality First, the mentee should probably do due diligence on what is rational and realistic, actually, yeah, right. rather than trying to come up with five things because and hoping that a mentoring relationship will help them solve for that, actually. So maybe the first six months are focused on changing disciplines. Then six months in there, probably you now have a foothold in the discipline. Let's try to go to the next level, right? It is an iterative uh, and kind of evolutionary process. It does not kind of mean all things at once, actually. So I think the number one thing for mentees is seeking some form of clarity, right? Whether that is trying to do some proof of concept scenarios in their head, right? Or just like what we apply in engineering. Similarly, due to real life scenarios, right? Like I have thought this through. Worst case, I will at least at a minimum become a data scientist. It's not that I will become a data science intern or a junior data science because as an engineer, I'm already using data science in some form. So you need to find your new ground reality and learn to live with contention of that part. And then it will really become easy to tackle one goal after the next, rather than thinking that uh, because you have a set of problems, there is a single solution that will tackle them all in one go. Yeah. So making sure as a mentee that you've got the right expectations about what you're going to get out of yeah. this relationship. Yeah. Not expecting somebody to be able to perform magic, essentially. Right. Um, that's what yeah. I got out of it. No, that's, that's, that's actually. Uh, and then you could simply even important. look in LinkedIn and you know, like if you say, like, I really want to be the senior data scientist that this person is at Spotify or, or, or Facebook or some other company. Look at their career. Like how they got there and, and kind of try oh, to draw really parallels, helpful. right? Like when they started in that field to reach to that level, actually, uh, maybe there's one outlier as well. If somebody was kind of just brilliant or dropped out of college and do that. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. Don't look at one profile and say, well, this does not apply. Try to form a baseline across like in the data science practice, what is the average kind of tenure or path that I see or what sort of skills are needed? And kind of that is the only expectation, like what is my gap or in terms of the gap analysis and, and how can I get there? That is the mentoring relationship on how to get there. But uh, what do you want is important and should start with the mentee, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of mentees also need to realize that, you know, when you get to the place that you want to get to, it's highly likely you're going to want to be somewhere else. You're right. <laughs> At that time, Grass is always not, not that not that you not that you'll be unhappy, but that your brain's always going to be thinking forward. You know, the next step. Um, so next it's step. like classic customer Look. relationship thing, right? Yeah. Six months engineering spent hard to deliver that one requirement, and when it kind the time comes to demo, the customer is like, probably we thought this is how we want it now, or probably you know what we don't care about that feature anymore, and and it's just <laughs> awkward silence in that room actually. Yeah, right. But exactly. we wrote that requirement down. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was written down. It was in our plan. It was in our project plan, Derek. But did you write it in blood? That's what we do. <laughs> um, that's what we do, yeah. yeah we have sure a special clear. pen. We yeah. have a full blood pen. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so uh, that's awesome, man. I, I, I think this has been super helpful. Um, I think we've learned quite a bit. I think, um, you know, I certainly we have. talked about about that, that dynamic and, and when to know when you're you found the right mentee. Um, you know, obviously like listening and on both sides, you know, listening, active listening, stuff like that is super helpful. 
Um, and then lastly, I think uh, well, the big thing is just tickling, making sure that uh, your mentors Absolutely. are gentle. I'm not saying it's going to help, okay? Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying <laughs> give it a try, you know? Uh, if, you, if you're oh. Anon, if you get you some sure awkward messages from my side. mentees, Derek, uh, <laughs> just don't be surprised if I start using that in uh, the sessions. Um, <laughs> Please do. All, uh, <laughs> I think more, I think all I'm saying, Anon, this is on your bucket list. You you you, you did it to yourself. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, all right, man. Well, yeah, this is well anything done. else? Anything else worth noting that we hadn't really talked about that you think is important uh, for? mentors mentees to know no I, I i think just yeah just just be a thought partner to someone don't think of this in any top-down fashion actually because more so the mentee might think top-down and if you make it feel like one it's going to be difficult to reach in the middle or for people to speak their minds and i think one mm -hmm. thing i wanted to call out is i really appreciate on how we focused on the not so fun parts People always mm. say what to do and how to do it best, actually, but what not to do and what if something didn't go as planned, actually, mm. love the essence of, of that kind of being covered in the topic. It's not always roses. Yeah. Sometimes it's got tickling in there. Sometimes there's right. tickling and thorns as well. <laughs> tickling and thorns. thorns. Yeah. Oh, man. I, you know, if I don't know if we if it's possible for someone to sue us for anything, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, Derek, you're... Tickling. Anything's gonna do it. It's gonna be tickling. I know. I used to say. I used to say it all the time. Oh man, I miss those days. Anyway, Jeremy, I think I think we may be coming up upon a different segment here. All right. So we have this little game we like to play. We call this or that, and we ask you a series of silly this or that questions. First thing that comes to your head, just go for it. And we'll Derek and I will will. We'll try not to judge. Okay. <laughs> we do cool. our best. We I don't always think we'll fail. judge. We'll try not to judge. Yeah. All right. We'll start off kind of easy and then we'll get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more complex. Okay. You ready? Okay. I'm going to set a timer start. for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right. Uh, dog or cat? Dog. All right. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. All right. Um, ice cream cone or a cup? Ice cream cone. All right. I like that too. Big teams or small teams? Small teams. Small teams. Everybody loves small teams. Work from office or work from home? Work from home taste. now, yeah. <laughs> you like to work from home. Hop into work in your right. pajamas. All right. IDE or notepad? IDE. All right. Visual Studio or IntelliJ? Uh, Visual Studio. All right. Tabs or spaces? Tabs. Tabs. All right. When you send an out-of-office notification, do you use OOO or OOTO? Uh, OOO. All right. This one was from Derek. Mentor or Dementor? Mentor. Oh, Potter joke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. Um, this one's really important. Uh, make sure you get this one right. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. Ah, that's all right. Shut it down, Jeremy. Well, Shut it down. <laughs> well, we won't hold it against you. Derek might come like a virtual tickle, but that's yeah. okay. All right. Um, dot graph or lines on your notebooks? Lines. All right. Got a couple more here. Love or money? This one's really important. Don't screw this one up. Love. Yeah. Love. Everybody he said it love. with a question. Had... In his, in his <laughs> love? voice. I love? heard it. That's the biggest right. pause I've seen. Even a half a second pause there. I was cautious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's right. Everybody does it. We've question. had one guest, Casey, our buddy Casey, uh, said money. He was the only one. Everyone he else. did. He didn't even hesitate. <laughs> everyone else pauses and they say, right. love? <laughs> or they look Just around. Like I love when they look around, like to make sure that their significant others. I, I, I've come to realize this from my listen. wife, and I am so much into my professional career. Is that you probably earn a lot of money, but then who more are who more are you going to share it with or show it to? Because I know you love an audience, like showcasing everything. So probably it has come. It has to come through love, actually. 
There you it's go. It's got to be love. It's got to be love. All right. Well, you know what? I think that was a good way to end it. That's it. We're done. Nice. Love or money, everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants love, but they really just everybody needs money on love. You know, you know, you just you, you need the money. I mean, yeah. we got to do what we got to do. We need the money. All right. Well, Anon, this is awesome. Um, anything else you want to plug before we uh, we get you out of here? Anything you want to promote? Uh, no, I think so. Yeah, I would love to always talk with people needing kind of a second pair of eyes, anything that I can help with uh, in general, just uh, find me on LinkedIn. That's how I connected, connected with Jeremy. So uh, feel free to search me on LinkedIn and we will get yeah. talking. Yeah. We will post your links to LinkedIn and your website and stuff in the show notes. Awesome. Um, and if you got any other important links or things you want to share with some people, feel free to send us. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, don't forget, everybody out there, retrotimepodcast.com slash stickers. Get yourself some stickers. We're about to order some new ones, Derek. Excited. We're about to order some of those uh, Start at the Start stickers. I'm really oh, excited man. about That's that. That's yeah, so so check those out. Anon, send us your address offline, and we'll we'll send you some stickers when they come in. Um, check out retrotimepodcast.com slash reviews, and you check out those review jams Derek's been writing. Remember, five-star review on Apple Podcast. You uh, send us a screenshot, and uh, Mr. Siebert will write you a song. I'm really stoked about that. Uh, and I think that's all I got, Derek. Uh, oh, Retro Time Pod on Twitter. Check us out. Derek's been tweeting. And uh, if you like getting tweeted at, tweet at us. We'll tweet back at you. That's how it works. Reciprocal reciprocal (laughs) tweets. All right. Well, that's it. I'm out, guys. I'm done. I'm out, too. I just want to say, uh, Anon, it was a pleasure. And any any employer out there, anybody who, you know, thinks they could use Anon services, give this man some money so he can share it with his wife. All right. That's right. (laughs) That's what he's talking about love. I'm talking about just me and love. Talking about love. love. Yeah. Talking about love. <laughs> All right, take care, right, guys. Everybody. Well, that is it. We'll see you guys next time. Thank y'all. So, not not a lot of people out there know this, but back in our old office, back when we were in New Orleans, Derek was known as the coach. Coach. Wow. Everybody just called him coach. It's true. They even they even gave him a whistle. They gave him they a whistle as a, a whistle. present. He was uh, he he helped with the interns and stuff every year, every summer. Nice. And so uh, they called him coach. They even gave him a pair of really tight gym shorts that for some reason he never wore to the office. I said, Derek, you got the whistle. You got to wear the tight pants. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> One of these why. days, Jim, I wear it. On, I wear them on the pod. You won't see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the right. Yes, yeah, well, a, a podcast would be the appropriate place. To yeah, wear I'm, right. I'm going to look out for the odd whistle coming out to me if I, if I stray too much in my answers. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good whistle too. They, they, it's a, it was a top quality whistle. Um, Over the line, Yellow Miranda. Card. If you listen to the show, thank you for the whistle. Um, Does she listen? I don't know. I'll, I'll send her you a should, link. Uh, you should, yeah, tweet her. Tweet at her. Now that we're tweeting, tweet, at her. tweet at her. Check one, two. Hey, hey, hey. Check, 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 check. Check it, check, 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 check.